And this morning, if you would write this title down, uh, then we will get started. Uh, it's called The Pause Isn't Permanent. And uh, I think sometimes we think when God puts us in pause, it's permanent. Amen. We don't like to be put in pause. And uh, so this morning, I want to I preach a message to you that, that would encourage you that if you were in pause, it's going to be okay. If your life is sitting still, it's going to be okay. And uh, if you would, turn your Bibles with me to 1 Kings chapter 17. And we are going to go through the first few verses there. This is Elijah and uh, God speaking to him and uh, asking him to, to do something for him. And uh, how many of you know that God sometimes has to stop us before we can actually begin to move into the direction that God has for us? Sometimes we, he wants to slow us down enough to hear him, to connect with him. And, uh, and I believe that if there's anything that I would say that this virus has done for humanity is it has slowed us down. And uh, I think that we needed to be slowed down. And I think that we needed to be, I think we still need to be slowed down a little bit more. Um, and so take advantage of this. I know we want to get out of it and we want to get through it. We want to get back to normal. But maybe your normal wasn't healthy. Maybe your normal that you were in was not good for you. And I know that that's hard to swallow in, in, a, in a season of this. But I believe that God has got something better for your future. Right? I believe that your future is better. And so anyway, in 17, chapter 17 of 1 Kings, it says this in verse 1 through 2 or 3. It says, Now Elijah, who was from Tishbe in Gilead, told King Ahab, As surely as the Lord God of Israel lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Come on, that's power right there. That's a man who knows his position and his identity in Christ. And then it goes on and it says, Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide by Kareth Brook, near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that right now, God, that we know that pause isn't permanent, God, that right now, even as we hear your word, God, that you would encourage us in our state of of being paused, God, that you would allow us to hear your voice, to connect to you in a deeper way, God. I thank you that your word never returns void. It always accomplishes what it's sent out to do. So, Lord, I thank you that your word would fall in our hearts. It would change us, transform us from the inside out, God. And I pray that our lives would make you famous more than yesterday. Come on, if you believe that, say amen. amen. Now, I don't know about you, but if you've ever been jamming out to some music and where you're in the middle of worship or you're in just out doing whatever, listening to some music, and all of a sudden the music stops, and somebody, you find out somebody pushed pause on your music, right? And I, you get, first of all, you get frustrated. You're like, who turned my music off? And you get irritated, right? I mean, no one is, oh, it's my music got turned off. We're like, what happened? Something happened to my music. And why, why your music gets turned off oftentimes is because somebody has something to tell you, right? Or somebody has something to make you aware of right? Like someone doesn't just turn it off. I mean, there are those annoying people that just turn it off to annoy you, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody that has something important to tell you. And I feel like the music has been playing in your life spiritually and emotionally and physically. You've been doing life and God all of a sudden put pause and you're looking around like, what the heck? And God has maybe something to tell you. Maybe God has something to make you aware of. And this is what he did with Elijah. Elijah is this living life, living the prophet life, being the man of God, knowing the voice of God, and he's out there doing something, and God says, hey, pause. I need you to do something for me. 
How many of you know maybe God has something for you, but if he can't get you to pause, he can't get the assignment to you? And God is putting our lives on pause not to irritate us or frustrate us, maybe a few of you, but for most of us, he's causing us to have an assignment, to be aware of it. And in that, God is wanting to to put something on the inside of you. And this is what he does. Elijah, he says, hey, Elijah, I need you to go and hide at the brook of Carabeth. Now, this word hide is not the word hide as in fear. It is actually the word hide as in conceal. Y'all missed that. So, so right now, a lot of you are thinking that God is making you run and hide. He is actually concealing you for a greater purpose. What he was doing with Elijah, what he was, he, what he was doing was he was building a level of faith that Elijah maybe did not have prior to that hiding. And God is hiding us in this season of COVID, and we're frustrated and we're irritated. But maybe God put pause on your life to speak a little bit into you, to put something in the inside of you. And then this is what he goes on, he says, and say, he goes on and he says this, and I drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. Okay, ravens are crows or like vultures, okay? So these things consume food. They don't ever, have you ever had a bird drop off a meal to you? Now, I'm just wondering if they dropped them off in like a basket, a silver plate. Like, how did he do that? Just drop a leg out of the, out of the air and just boom. Uh, you know, you think about these things, right? Like, how did this happen? And, and so now God's having, he's having Elijah put his life on pause and having to trust for the provision that God will provide for him. See, I think sometimes when God puts us in pause, we try to figure out all of the answers. And we, we, we spend so much of our time trying to figure out the future when God has put you on pause to deal with your present. And so many times we miss out on what God is wanting to do right now because we're trying to figure out what God is doing in the, in, in the future. And, and right now, this is, Elijah is not, he shouldn't be worried about what that is. He said, go to the Carabrook and chill. Hide out, be concealed, and I'm going to take care of you. I think that, that this is one of the things you've got to know is that if God asks you to pause, he's going he's gonna to take care of you. And I know that in, that in that moment of us, now let's be honest, God is not asking any of us in the natural to go sit and chill at a, at a brook. Okay, in the natural. So what we've got to do is we've got to break this down into our, into our lives. That God may have you staying paused in a job so that you can do what he's called you to do. He may have you paused in a relationship so that he can do what he wants to do through you. Do you see what I'm saying? He may have you paused in an emotion so that he can do what he needs to do in you. And, and, and so in this, God is providing in the pause. And I want you to know this morning that if God has you on pause, God will provide. God is going to provide in the pause. It's not that God is putting you in pause and saying, well, you got to take, take care of yourself. This is on you. This is, this is your deal. In this, we see that God says, look, I'm going to take care of you. But here is the thing. There's this, this point that I want to give to you that I believe that is sometimes the hardest part of the pause. And it's this, that you don't have to be moving to be progressing. So many of us think that if we're not moving, we're not progressing. That if we're not taking territory, especially for me as an achiever, as a person who likes to check off the boxes and get things done, when I have to be put on pause, I can begin to think, am I doing anything for God? Am I doing anything for my family? Am I doing anything as a husband or as a father? 
But I believe that what God can do internally and in, in your interior is more than what could be happening externally. And so here's the thing. You've got to look at, you've got to look at your life and know that you don't have to be moving to, to be progressing. You do not have to be obtaining to be moving forward in the, in the, in the purpose that God has for you. Right? And in our society, in our culture, I think that we have to be aware of that we live in a culture, a culture of drivenness. From the moment that America was founded, it is all about taking territory, literally. Obtaining, consuming, getting. Like it is in our DNA to obtain and to get. But I want you to know it's also in our DNA to pause, to sit still and to trust God. And I want to ask you this morning, how well are you doing on the pause? How well are you doing with your life in pause? Because the music quit playing, and now you're having to hear your own thoughts and deal with the interior part of who you are, and you don't like that part, so you've got to push play to make some noise. I'm meddling now, huh? But Elijah's having to sit at the brook, and the, the raven only shows up twice. So he's got to deal with him for the rest of the time. I mean, for a little bit, he can eat and consume and deal with you know, just eating and drinking. But there's that space that goes on, and it says this. It says, it says, so Elijah did as the Lord told him. And he camped beside Caribbeth Brook, east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening. He drank from the brook. And notice that there's this consistency with God. God puts him in pause, and every evening and every morning, stuff shows up. And I wonder how many of us are missing out on God doing things and building our faith in what he knows he could do in our lives, but we're too busy trying to push play. And have you ever had a stereo where it's like something wrong, you keep push play, it goes back to pause, keep push play, it goes back to pause? Like what? This is what our lives look like. God is putting on pause, it's like play, pause, play, pause, play. It's like we're playing musical chairs with, with God. And, and I think that what happens when God puts the pause, what, what happens when God puts the pause button on you? How do you feel? How quick do you want to jump out and push play? Because this is where Elijah, God has him here for a reason. God put this in scripture for a reason. I think it was for 2020. <laughs> Dear Jesus, it had to be. That, that he would have to push the pause button in our lives and we would have to deal with us. See, concealed, I think that, that for many of us, we don't like to be concealed. Now, all the ladies in the house like to wear concealer, but, but we, we as people don't like to have to be concealed, right? We want to be on platforms. We want to be on stages. We want to be known. We want to be all, we want to have influence and fame and wealth and prosperity, right? But see, when you're concealed, sometimes you don't get that. And you have to be human. And I think that this is something that we have to be really, really, really aware of in this season. Because let's be honest, this season could be another six months. I don't know how long it could be. The pause may be a little longer than you and I are comfortable with. The pace that God has us in right now may be uncomfortable for us. But sometimes moving nowhere can feel like you were moving backwards, right? Elijah's, 
like I'm this prophet. I, I can hear the voice of God. I can do things. And all of a sudden, his life is put on pause, and he could be feeling now that he's not moving, that now he's moving backwards. Let me just say, my personality, that is me to the T. If I'm not moving forward, I'm moving backwards. But I want you to know that there's this, there's this hunting weapon called a bow and arrow. Many of you may not know what that is. But it has a string on it, and it has these little, little bows. I guess those would be limbs. And this is the thing, is that that bow sits still, but when you begin to pull that string backwards, it begins to create momentum to move you forward. And I think that right now, it's easy for us to say, God, you're doing nothing with me, but God is moving you backwards to move you forward in a new level of faith, to project you and to traject you into a new level of faith that where you didn't think when COVID-2020 comes, you're going to be ready for it. Because, right, it's going to grow. It's going to go from COVID-19 to COVID-20, right? That's just how things happen. And so you're going to be prepared for COVID-20 because you've been sitting still, moving backwards, preparing and building your faith. See, slowing down allows God to show up and show you he's still moving. See, Elijah had to learn that even when I stop, God is still showing he's moving. And a lot of times, that, that's where we, we start doing work, we start doing stuff, and it starts becoming about what we're doing and not about we lose sight of what God's been doing. Right? See, trust, this is where, this is where Elijah's having to sit in. When he's sitting at that brook, he's having to trust. And trust, we can say it all day long, but do we really trust God? Do we really have the faith to stand when it's not easy, to sit when everybody else is moving? Because let's be honest, there are some of these people in our lives right now that they're moving forward and life is getting different and you're sitting here still. And can you sit still when everybody else is moving forward and progressing and still know that you're actually moving forward? See, don't assume that that progression is from your ability. A lot of times that's the problem with, with this is that thank God that Elijah had to sit still because in that he had to come to the place that actually my progression wasn't mine. It was God's grace in my life. So what I'm saying is this, is what, what I'm going to break this down to is that, look, the promotions that you may be getting, the, the things that may be opening up in your world have nothing to do with your progression. They have everything to do with God's grace on your life. And sometimes we need the pause button in our lives to be aware of the grace that is on us. The mercy and the grace that is following us and that is covering us. I love this scripture in Psalms 31 verse 24. It says this, be strong and let your heart take courage. Say that word let. Let. See, that's, that's the key word. Let your heart take courage. You have to let your heart take courage. And then he goes on and it says this, all you who wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. See, in verse 6 and 7, it goes on and it says this, then the ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening and he drank from the brook. But after a while, the brook dried up for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. And it's great to wait while the ravens are bringing food and the water is running great. But it's a whole other thing when you have to wait and now the brook dried up. And now the, 
the, the things that have been sustaining you have dried up. And I think that sometimes it's easy to look at our lives and be like, really? Like, God, I put my life in pause, and I trusted you, and now things are still not working out? Anybody ever been there? Anybody right there, right now, sitting in the middle of your pause, and you're seeing the brook dry up before your eyes? Well, my bank account's getting emptier. My, my kids are getting worse. My marriage is dissolving. My Right? And things begin to dry up. But sometimes the dry up is from God to move you into your next season. And here's the thing is that God, God honors pace with provision. That's what we learn. In this story, we learn that God honors pace with provision. In other words, when you get in the will of God, God's will comes and follows you and takes care of you and provides for you. That as you get in the will of God, that provision comes to you. Like in the pause, as I'm sitting here waiting on God, God brings stuff to me. And so many of us here, we're looking around our surroundings and we're saying, now what do I have to get so that I can make sure to survive? I mean, what is within my grasp? And maybe God has you out of grasp of everything that you think you needed so that he could provide for you and show you that I've got you even when you're not moving, even when you're not progressing, even when you're not taking steps forward. I've been taking care of you the whole time. See, where, wherever he asks you to go, he has already gone ahead and set up provision. Before Elijah ever made it to the brook, he was already having a raven sitting in a tree waiting for him. You've got to understand that wherever God has you and putting you in pause, God has already been where you're at, and he is ahead of you bringing provision back to you. Now, what do we do? We have to wait because there was a, there was a moment where Elijah was told ravens would come, and it may have been midday. It may have been just after the morning. The raven had just flown off. And he had to wait till that evening to see if God would provide. And then sure enough, as he waited, as he trusted there came the provision. Now, now here's the thing. It says that vultures, ravens, brought him the provision. What you and I think was going to consume our provision actually becomes the very thing that supplies it. The very thing, I mean, let's be honest. If you're hungry and you see a vulture, you're going to chase that thing off because it's going to eat what you need. And this is a lot of times what we do is we, this is, this goes against nature. you got to understand this, that when God puts pause in your life, everything he forces to go against its nature, its instinct. It is an instinct of a raven to consume, not to bring and bless. you got to understand that God goes against nature. He goes against the instincts of whatever he has designed to provide for you and I. I mean, vultures, which are constantly consuming, are now providing. They worked against their natural creation to honor God and to bless Elijah. And I want you to know this morning that that is no different in your and my situation. If God has you on pause, he will provide from a resource or a source that you would have thought would have eaten or consumed it. You, you know, it's funny that we get... We, God puts us on pause, and we have insurance mail checks coming in the mail providing, 
Insurance consumes. They do not provide. But you get checks in the mail. You get provision. You get somebody coming in and blessing you. Why? Because God changes the nature of instinct when he puts you in pause. See, the creek dried up. And why did it dry up? I think that we could have easily in this situation, if I'm here, I'm like, really, God? Like, I have honored you. I have sat still, and now the brook dries up. Like, I need something to drink. I need some substance. Have you ever gotten to this place where you're like, I'm going to finally get into my prayer, my prayer closet. You've been hearing the Lord, and all of a sudden, you just don't hear his voice. You think, did God die? No, he, he's, he didn't die. But that's what we begin to begin to ponder these weird things. And, and this is what I've learned through this story, is that the brook dried up to move him into his next assignment. And a lot of us are cursing the dried up brook instead of saying, thank you, Jesus, for moving me into my next season. God, thank you for moving me into, it's creating a new pace for my life. That God has a new pace for you to begin to step into this new assignment. And so now he has to trust. And then the Lord came to him, and it says this. He says, then the Lord said to Elijah, go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. Apparently, Elijah liked to eat. Apparently, there was something that, if you don't feed me, I ain't doing it. Definitely a male. Definitely a male for you. But here's the deal. Elijah cared more about where God wanted him than where he wanted to be. And look, if you're going to live at the pace of God, you're going to have to care more about where God wants you than where you want. Because i got to be honest, I know that I wouldn't have wanted to be sitting at a brook being fed by ravens having to drink out of a brook. But in that season, God was doing something in him and providing for him and putting faith in him that he did not know he was going to need for his next assignment. Because it is much easier to believe God to have a widow feed you than it is a raven. And he had to get to the place where he was willing to get into his next assignment. And as he did that, he had to meet this woman. I don't know if you've ever had a woman who's only got a little bit of food left and she's got a kid. But that's where we're about to get to. Like it's one thing for a widow to feed you. It's another thing when a widow and a son. And mama bear comes out. And then in verse, in verse 8, it says this, The Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath. And I'm going to read on verse 10. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks. And he asked her, Would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, Bring me a bite of bread, too. He's bold. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And I only have a handful of flour left in the jar, a little cooking oil in the, in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. Now, Elijah is put in a predicament. Now, imagine you're Elijah, and you're asking a woman for something, and she's saying, if I give this to you, my son dies. His life has moved from one thing to the next. And he's having to say, okay, God, this is what you asked me to do. You asked this widow to feed me. And this is what he says. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. 
go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for you, yourself, and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. Now here is the flip side. Now let's be the widow woman having to give away what is in our hands and it's just enough to get us by the next day. Because now his life has been on pause and he's been able to move forward, but now her life is in pause and she's having to trust God for his provision. And I think that it's, here's the deal, it's way easier for us to believe for somebody else's blessing than it is for our own. And here's, this is, this is what Elijah had to get to the point of. And this is my third and final point is this. That pace isn't about the pleasure it brings, but about the purpose it fulfills. See, see understand that where God has you is not so much about the pleasure that it's bringing, but about the fulfillment on the other side that it's bringing. That understand that what God was doing with Elijah this whole time was setting up a moment for a woman to see a supernatural God that she did not know was there. And while you may be sitting at a brook wondering, you may be sitting at a job wondering, why am I sitting at this job I can't stand? I don't like my boss. I don't like my coworkers. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like the situation I'm in. I don't like the money I, money I make. I don't like, I don't like the, the food that they feed us. I don't like any of this stuff. But maybe God has you in pause so that he can bring a supernatural, radical experience to somebody else. See, it wasn't, it wasn't so much about the pleasure it was going to bring Elijah. It was about the fulfillment of the purpose that it was going to bring to the widow woman. And it goes on and it says this. So she did as Elijah said. And she and Elijah and her son continued to eat for many days. What cost her a small portion of her life, a season of pause to give it over to him actually allowed her to live out many days. It allowed her to see that God, this God that Elijah serves is a supernatural God. See, we can move so easily when it's pleasure, but can we move when it's difficult? When it's, when it's not necessarily blessing us, can we still move at the same rate as somebody blessing us when it's actually taking from us? Here's, here's the thing that I think that we have to understand that when we're in a pause, when, when our lives are stationary and we're sitting still and we're wondering, why am I not moving like I thought I would be moving? Maybe ask yourself this question, who's on the other side of the steps I'm taking? Who's on the other side? Maybe if I was in pause and I miss out on the the intersection of this person coming by, they're going to miss out on the supernatural God that I serve. This is why pause is so important. This is why being living in the Spirit is so vital that we don't just rush through life, that we, that we trust God and we navigate and we move with the Spirit. Because as we take steps, God is aligning someone else to get a blessing from the faith that we built at the brook. 
See, every step we take is moving us closer to an opportunity to reveal Jesus to someone. And not everyone has a great view of Jesus because of the people that they've encountered. So honoring his position, honoring his pace really does, it positions us into this opportunity to function in the supernatural. I know that that word, even saying that word is like supernatural. You serve a supernatural God. We serve a God who defeated death, hell, and the grave. We serve a God that we talk about, and I don't know why the Lord has been stirring this in my heart so much, but we talk about the cross and the resurrection, but we've got to remember Pentecost. We've got to remember the power, the empowering of the Holy Spirit who came. And the church went from 120 to 3,000 because God put them on pause. He said, I need you to go pray for 10 days, sit in a room for 10 days and do nothing. And day one, that's easy and that's great. But day seven, it gets a little difficult. But on day 10, there was a breath, there was this wind that came in. And it swept the place and it said, and it, it went from 120 to a mega church in a matter of a day. Church, we got to realize that we are supernatural beings. That God has called us to be supernatural. Here's the real, real practical thing for you and I. Just to remember this, that, that the natural steps you take have supernatural implications. Where Elijah just thought, I'm just going to meet this woman just natural steps, moving him forward, moved him into supernatural opportunity. Where this woman, and if you actually continue down, this woman's son died. And now Elijah, she's like, like you're going to have to do something about this. And Elijah raises him from the dead. Thank God that Elijah was where he was, when he was so that he could be a supernatural resource to the provision of her raising of, the, of her son. Sometimes God has you in a place and it's not where you want to be and it's not doing what you want to do because it's doing something for somebody else. And right now, don't lose sight of the pause that you are maybe in. Who is around you that God is trying to get to? Who's on the other side of the steps that you're taking that Jesus is trying to get into their life? He's, trying, he's been trying to get into their life, but thank God that because you've put your life on pause, he's going to allow you to walk right into their life and show who this Jesus really is. What I'm saying is that is that in this season, could be one of the greatest opportunities for revival to sweep across the world. Because we're in pause, we're hearing the voice of God, we're being directed by the Lord. It may be setting up a Zoom call, it may be, it may be reaching out to somebody, it may be whatever, it, however it may be. But the Lord speaks to your heart and He says, hey, I want you to do this. And I believe that, that we're going to hear some testimonies of people being changed and transformed by the fact that we're willing to put our lives on pause for the sake of the kingdom. 
morning as we close, I just want to ask you, will you slow down for God? Because some of us are really, really resisting the pause. We're really trying to fight against it. We're really pushing, saying, no, I can't. I, I know my personality in the, in the natural wants to push and resist to slow down. Because you can feel like you're going backwards when you're not moving forward. It's either forward or nothing. So, Lord, I pray this morning for those online, for those here with us this morning, God, that that you would help us, God, embrace the season that you have us in. Let us trust, God, that just as God provided for Elijah, that you will provide for us. And God, that as things dry up, that you will move us into a new assignment. We thank you and we praise you, God, for right where we're at, Lord. That we're right where we need to be. This morning, if you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life, and you would say, that's me, I want to I want to commit my life to Christ, so I want to recommit my life to Christ. I've prayed the prayer, but I really, I really haven't given him the opportunity to lead and guide my life. And this morning, I want to recommit my life to him. If that's you online or here this morning, if you could just slip a hand up real quick so we can just know who you are. We could pray with you. You can text us online. Let us know how we can follow up with you and walk through that journey. If you would, just pray this prayer with me this morning. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I admit that I'm a, that I'm a sinner. But you died for those sins. You died on the cross. You rose again to be my Lord and my Savior. I ask you, Jesus, to reveal the destiny and the purpose you have for my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And we're honored to uh, do life with you. And uh, pray that God speaks to you this week in different ways.